I'm Barry Funkhauser, and this is the Barry Funkhauser Show. Well, it's the end of the week, so we're bringing a friend on the program today. Uh, first off, let's bring in, as always, my co-host is here. He's the general know-it-all current events guy, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, Barry. Oh, we're so excited to bring on this next guest. He's a music collector, and he has another full-time job. Who would have thought it? It's Byron Gonzalez. Welcome to the show, Byron. Yo, I'm here and ready to talk about stuff. Because <laughs> your show is about stuff, right? Yeah. No, it's about nothing. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> false promises. False promises. Uh, so, so, Byron, tell, uh, wait, I got a question right off yeah, the bat. Byron, what do you do at 88.5 FM? I do a lot, uh, but mostly I handle the Spanish language catalog at 88.5. Uh, we have, I have a, I have my own show, which is on now Monday through Friday. It used to be once a week. Uh, now Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. And it's aptly titled Bilingual Sounds, as you can tell, because I'm bilingual and I, I play music in English and in Spanish. But I also um, program direct our HD3 station, which is an online streaming station. And that one just solely concentrated on Spanish language. But also, it's also bilingual because, you know, I have my hand in it and I get to choose what I want to play and what to, what I want to showcase. So I I, I showcase every color of uh, of the world on that. So station. when when you say when you say uh, Spanish language and and multicultural, you're, you're hitting like not just like Mexico or not just like Puerto Rico or, or Cuba. You're, you're going all the way down all of South America. You're, yes. Are you going into like Spain even? Yeah, Spain. Um, they speak Spanish there, so Spanish language. And then I've started to sprinkle in some French, some Japanese. I'm trying to look more into Korean music as well. I'm trying to dive into that and trying to dive into other things. I also highlight Brazilian to uh, Brazilian mu- musicians. So there's a little bit of Portuguese in the in the in the playlists. Oh, I just I brought up I brought up Spain because oh my wife works in uh, language sales. She does uh, sales for a translation and interpretation company out of Oregon, right? Oh. And from what she's told me is that you can't just say Spanish. You can't just say I want something translated into Spanish because yeah. Spanish is different. There, there's Spanish from Spain, and then there's um. Spanish from Mexico. Yeah. Exactly. And then there's Latin American Spanish. And mm-hmm. then there's kind of like, you know, the Spanish that's spoken in, in the United States. Was, and, and they're all they're all kind of the same. You can kind of figure out what people are saying. But, you know, you I, know it, it, yeah, it's I like to, the difference I went, to, in, I went to Spanish class for a while. And uh, so nosotros tenemos, I can get most of it. <laughs> but, you know. I always need subtitles for everything, and you you did bring this up before we were talking, Byron. About did you watch the Grammys yourself there? Because oh yeah, well I didn't watch them, but I did get a text from you afterwards about Bad Bunny. But then I found out later that for anybody, yeah, I'm an I... idiot. First off, <laughs> by the way, let me just uh-huh. say, okay, so the Grammys are starting, you know, and they're it's all new, and it's going to be like six hours long. It's t- Trevor Noah's hosting, and it's going off, yeah. Great start, great start. And then they open with Bad Bunny, right? And he comes yeah. out with his big fanfare, like all kinds of different sounds. But I can't understand one 
word. So all I could think of was like, well, maybe Byron can explain it. So yeah. I Byron, I go, hey, Byron, do you play um, Bad Bunny on that thing? And he's like, well, he's he's got enough airplay. I don't need to. Yeah, exactly. He does. I mean, he's the number one played artist in the whole world. Um, and, and he's more, so what he came out in the Grammys with was a tribute to Puerto Rican culture, which is it most like, if you put on a bad Benny album, that's not what you're going to listen to. You're going to hear influences of it, but not what he presented at the Grammys. He's more reggaeton. He's more a uh, little like reggaeton hip hop, but what he came out in the Grammys was a little bit more traditional Puerto Rico Caribbean sounds. So that's not the full scope of him, but it kind of is because he's kind of punk rock in essence, he just likes to stir the pot. He likes to make statements. He likes to be an activist. But the whole controversy behind the Grammys and Bad Bunny was that when he was speaking in Spanish, the subtitles didn't just say speaking in Spanish. It said speaking in non-English, which is ridiculous. It's just oh, putting yeah. Spanish people in a non-category as if they're non-people. You know, Gosh, I mean? who's in charge of that? Who do you who do you yell at for that? The closed CBS. captioning people? Yeah, the closed captioning people at CBS. Oh man. Well, do you know yeah. what came out of it or is it still ongoing? I don't know. I just saw a few TikToks complaining about it and a few So not only did they not caption it, they said speaking in non-English. Yeah, exactly. How messed up is that? Well, I guess you can guess. But for is it those, French? Is he speaking French? That's also non-English. Is he speaking Well, those Japanese? idiots out there who think it's all the same language or, yeah. th- th- you know, they're like, OK, well, he's speaking. So, hmm, interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, the old guys, you know, none <laughs> of all of them speak. N- none of them speak non-English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Non-English. Yeah. Well, it was a good performance. I kind of dug it. That's why I texted you and bothered you on a Sunday going, hey, by the way, do you play Bad Bunny? Because yeah. not saying that you would, because that was that was like a parade came in <laughs> and took over. Yeah, it did. It, was, it looked super cool. I wish I would have watched it live. Yeah. Well, the Grammys are about getting you interested in all kinds of different sounds, I guess. So that's... yeah. That's a big, big thing. Okay, Byron Gonzalez, we gave you <laughs> news of the week this week, and we had you pick some of your favorites. So, is there some bit of the news this week that spot that you want to spotlight today? Yeah, well, I'm interested where you got the headline of how much is too much edibles. Like, what is the story behind that? Well. Joe, do you remember? <laughs> I've had too many edibles. Do you remember? Oh, stop. You've had too many edibles. No, people are like calling 911 because they are uh, pot novices, marijuana novices. And they do the thing that a lot of people do when they are first experimenting with marijuana. You know, they they take an edible and they're expecting it to hit real hard within like, you know, five, 10 minutes. Oh yeah. You know, so they take an edible and they're like, Oh man, it's, it's been a half hour. Do you feel anything? No, I don't feel anything. You know what? I'm going to take another one. Oh, you know, you know what? Oh. Just in, I'm going to take two yeah. more just yeah. in oh. case, just in case. And so I was telling Barry that it's really akin to, 
You know that Wolf of Wall Street scene where Leo and Jonah Hill are taking the quaaludes that are like 20 or 30 years old and they don't hit right away. And so they take a couple more and then they get on the treadmill to get their metabolism up. So we got to get this going into our bloodstream. And then it just like all hits at once. And it's like everything slows down like this. That's what's happening with people and, and, and edibles. They are, yeah, they're they're not hitting it, taking way too much, and then when it all hits all at once, they freak out and call nine one one. Yeah, and they turned a one of our local news channels turned it into a hit piece here. Listen, oh really? From cannabis infused soft drinks to red velvet and pecan shortbread cookies to assorted flavor candy drops, even gelato sour gummies. Weed edibles are a booming business in this country, averaging $1.38 billion a year. A lot of people feel like their muscles are super relaxed. Danielle Bancroft is the manager at Exotics on Highland, a dispensary that sells a large variety of edibles. This would be a sativa and then this would be a hybrid. So if you're looking for like a balanced high, if you experience pain, but you're not really looking to fall asleep, a hybrid would be nice. But not knowing exactly what you're buying and the dose of each edible could land you in the emergency room. It's definitely something that we're seeing more frequently now compared to, say, four or five years ago. Dr. Michael Levine is a medical toxicologist at UCLA Medical Center. He says the number of people rushing to the emergency room because of a bad experience with marijuana use is growing. And surprisingly, the people most affected are senior citizens. They're becoming unsteady and they're falling and they're breaking a hip or they're hitting their head or they're having some other injury that is a result of their being unsteady as a result of eating the cannabinoid. A new study by the University of California, San Diego, revealed cannabis-related ER visits between 2005 to 2019 increased a whopping 1,800% among Californians over the age of 65. The potency of marijuana that is being consumed now is very different than the potency of marijuana that was consumed in the 60s or 70s. The Department of Health and Human Services recently reported that marijuana currently cultivated and sold contains three times more THC compared to levels 25 years ago. A big issue is a lot of people don't know dosing, um, so they tend to overconsume and then they have a very bad experience. And if a person is on certain medications, marijuana edibles can cause a problem. If you are taking anything that's a blood thinner or if you are on diabetes medication, oral CBD will have an adverse effect on that pharmaceutical medication. Basically, your body can't regulate the pharmaceutical and some people can have an overdose or very adverse effects. To make sure you won't have any problems, you should first consult with your doctor before trying edibles. And if it is your first time, whether it's for recreational or medicinal purposes, you should start out small, perhaps a five milligram dose. If you've never experienced edibles before, I always tell everybody to do a little bit of research before you come in. A big thing is asking questions. Sometimes the older generations, they can be a little uncomfortable or almost embarrassed to ask questions, but that's really what we're here for. Based on the patients Dr. Levine has seen in the emergency room, he says everyone, especially the elderly, needs to be cautious when ingesting these edibles. If you're doing it recreationally, I think you really need to assess, is this something that's worth the risks? And people need to understand that it really does have risks. 
big hit piece. And it, it, it only wow. has risks if you if you take five edibles at once and you're yeah. not ready for it. Too much. <laughs> well, um, I just realized this is a hit. This is attention seniors. This whole thing for seniors. Yeah, maybe I was too high to hear it. The oh, first right, right, right. Because seniors are 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 taking the pot. They don't understand what what's coming, and then they get all disoriented and they fall and break a hip. Oh, and yeah, because the last the time was a big deal. They had pot the last time in the sixties and seventies. Now it's weak. legal. Yeah, and yeah, it's weak. Now it's like you know, you know. I grow my own broccoli, Byron. I know you know this. I grow my own fruit and vegetable. Yeah, and it's super um, strong. Well, the- <laughs> super strong broccoli. Oh man! No, no, the oh, I got all my. Oh man! I got so many antioxidants eating berries, broccoli. Iron. Oh man! Oh man! I am ironed up. Hey, yeah. you would think, but the opposite. I can't get them growing big enough to eat. Oh, interesting. You know, maybe they maybe they need pot. Have you have you asked the broccoli? Well, I'm just that? thinking. It's it takes a really. A smart gardener, farm person to get all of the nutrients exactly right. And they've had so much time to get this right. That's why, you know, heads of broccoli at the store are gigantic. And I can, yeah, that's true. You know, (laughs) I mean, they're experienced cultivators for real. And pot just, and now with the legalization, I mean, they've gone crazy. I mean, have you seen some of the, some of the edibles? They're like, they exactly mirror like hot Cheetos, Skittles, and, and that's why there's all the other news pieces of like kids getting their hands on it because they think it's just regular Skittles. Oh, and you oh, eat a yeah, whole pack. Just, oh, just wait until wait until the regulations start. I mean, if the government has outlawed flavored uh, like jewels and, yeah. and e-cigarettes and stuff, they are absolutely going to come for edibles. And they're going to be yeah. like, you can't have edibles that taste like Skittles. Oh, yeah. adults don't want good tasting pot. Yeah, because like, then you see, eat the whole the thing. thing. Well, but but the but the other thing about it is, yeah, it we don't want kids to just like mow down a bag of edibles because they're they're dumb kids and they don't realize what they're doing. Yeah. Um. But I. But on the other side of it, what what adults can't have Cheetos Cheeto flavored edibles for themselves. Like I, where 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 do we draw the line here? <laughs> like why? So what? So um. In the future, are is, is like blueberry yum yum, Ludacris's favorite strain of pot. Is that gonna get outlawed because it just oh when you smoke it, it just tastes too good. We can't have that. So I, where's where's the line? Where do you draw yeah. the line? I mean, well, I think you gotta go just like figure. I mean, I, I don't know actually. I had a thought and then I I lost it. I think I made a. Taking too uh, many skittles. You know what? Too many, too many skittle, skittle, yeah. Uh, yeah, edibles. I get it. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> so, worries, so, no worries. Byron, let me ask you then, since you are a music collector, is there a non-English artist that <laughs> that, artist uh, that speaks non-English? Is there, is there a is there a Spanish artist that is that like only sings about pot or weed or things of that nature? Like you know, a Snoop or an Afro man in the? Not really. Uh, there is a band. They're English though, but they they have a lot of fans in Mexico, like a, a, a more enormous amount of fans in Mexico. They just released a song called "Mr. Wake and Bake," and that's the closest thing I could think of. What is it? Is it Ozo Motley? No, it's a band called Hot oh, Butter. Ozo Motley's from here, and they broke up. Oh wait, did Ozo Motley get back together? I think they got back together. I don't they know. Did. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. Thank they're you. They're playing yeah. shows. Yeah. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. Oza Motley's great live if you haven't seen him. Hot Butter. Yeah, Hot Butter with a song called Mr. Wake and Bake. All right. Tune it in. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and, uh, but, but besides from that, I don't. I can't think of anybody else that just talks about smoking weed. I mean, sure, there's artists that put out songs about weed, but that's not their whole catalog. Yeah, and don't don't discount Snoop. Snoop talks about other stuff besides weed. Yeah, you know, barely. He he ta- he, he talks about selling it too. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, today's show is brought to you by Wolf Tracks. Unleash the love. Do a good deed for dogs. Walking with the free Wolf Tracks app helps you earn for your favorite animal charity. Download the Wolf Tracks app, start walking your best friend, and unleash the love for all dogs. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it's the Barry Funkhauser News Wrap-Up of the Week. Our guest... Today is Byron Gonzalez, music aficionado, and you've got all the news there. Do you want to pick another one? I'll pick another one. Yeah, I want to talk about, let's see, what's this other one? Um, AMC theaters to charge more for better seats at the movies. That, to me, is ridiculous. Tickets are already at an all-time high. I agree with you, Byron, but you'll be surprised at the room here. America's largest movie chain announced that the prices of a ticket will now be based on seat location. Seats in the front will be cheaper, while those in the middle will cost more. The three-tier ticket pricing initiative called Sightline at AMC will roll out at all of its roughly 1,000 movie theaters by the end of the year. Oh, damn it. So it's like a couple more bucks if you want to sit in the middle. Joe, see, I I thought Joe would be outraged at the issue, but it's the opposite of that. He's for it. Really? What? Yeah, I I usually get outraged about stuff. Well, see, but that's the thing that I don't ever like. Like, just move to uh, a a secured seating situation. Be able to buy a ticket. I want to be able to go online. And yeah, if it's a couple extra bucks, I am going to buy middle of the theater, middle row of the theater. I want that seat and I will pay $2 extra so I don't have to go all the way down and sit in the front row. What if it's like a $5 extra? Cause two dollars seems reasonable. If that's the case, I'm I'm, I'm like, I, for me, I am not. Okay. So I uh, honestly, I'll just full disclosure. I have not gone to an actual movie theater since before COVID and oh. the arc light closed. 
The arc light was my theater. Sherman Oaks arc light. I would go there easily two, three times a month. Go see a movie. See, that's the bias there, Byron. Right. Is just going to like the weirdest part of Hollywood to see a movie. <laughs> so, not Hollywood. Not Hollywood. Sherman Oaks is not Hollywood. Oh, I guess Sherman that's Oaks on the other side still. of the hill. He's thinking gotta, about the old arc light, the original arc light. I'm thinking, yeah, I was thinking about. Oh, that. what Cinerama Dome? Oh yeah, man, yeah. Cinerama Dome is the bomb. I love that. I saw. Uh, let me see. I used what to work I there. there. Oh really, man? That I was saw great. Anchor. I saw Anchorman there for the premiere. Wait, did you work there? So much fun. I guess you worked there after it was remodeled, kind of around it. Yes, uh, I was there when ArcLight was there, and I was there throughout the run of Slumdog Millionaire, was was which was on for like four or five months in theaters. Wow! Yeah, the last time I was there, I did. I think I did a red carpet with Joe like four years ago. Was oh, it that's there, cool. Joe? Right, we totally. Yeah, we totally did that. I forgot about that. Well, you remember that movie? I don't. <laughs> now, it was I don't, so man. Cool I've done I've done there. so many so many dozens of those. I I can't remember any of those. It was so cool no, working in a movie time. theater. You get like four free movie passes a day. Nice. Yeah, a day, nice. even if whether you were working or not. And if you had like a, a a late shift and you wanted to come see a movie before your shift, you could do that or even after your shift. Or if there weren't that many people seated for like a midnight showing of a premiere or like of a, the day of, you know, you can get tickets pop, pop for free for down. that. Yeah. Pop that's, so, down. that's so cool, man. That's yeah. Was that your first or second or third job or that was my second job and it was the best. And, oh, talk about edibles too. I remember one time <laughs> I took so this was way before doses and it would just tell it would just give you an, a brownie or a rice crispy treat and it would say either 2x, 4x, 8x and I took a 4x thinking oh, okay, this is just going to be pretty strong. I ate the whole thing and then I had to go to work and I was the ticket taker. And I was sit for some reason that night, my boss decided to shadow me and I was <laughs> tripping balls. My eyes were the heaviest I've ever felt. Oh, man, that's so funny. And oh, it tragic. so mad, so much. Oh, man, I love it. That's the worst so kind of uh, situation that you it can was really, really. It's forex. It's in the middle. It should be fine. Yep. I think it's so funny. I ate the whole uh, thing. I had a four full X, shift four, on that. Four X means four doses, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's be careful about those edibles, people. Yeah, uh, they really. are better for your lungs. That's for sure. Yeah. I would uh, suggest instead of edibles, tinctures. The tinctures. the droplets. What is that? Oh, the droplets. droplets. Oh. It's like literally like one drop. Boom. No, down. man, take an yeah. edible and go to the movies. Yeah, those are great because then you can take it before you even head out of, uh, of the house. You yeah, get by there, the time you, you get, get there, you're all set. Well, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, but, by the uh, time you sit down, you can grab your popcorn and still be sober. And by the time you sit down, move trailers just started and you're, you're starting to feel it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And pay the extra $2 to sit in the middle of the experience. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Give me dedicated well, seating. That's what I want. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind paying the extra unless that fee was waived. If you got like the AMC A-list and you paid already extra for the movie tickets and you still get like extra movies to watch it throughout is. the month. It is. They do. It yeah. is. It's part of it. It's part of it. Yes. Yes. It's part of it. They're not. They are. Yes. It is part of it. Stop it. Hey, stop it. Stop making fun of me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my yeah. big thing about it is I like to get to the movie theaters late. 
I hate oh, getting that's... I I have I have a middle class white man syndrome and I hate waiting in lines. Because uh, I have, because I have no really any span extra. He's like the well, per, the perfect customer for this situation. I, Me, literally, hand, I literally, I don't want that. Even I now, though, get to the movie theaters like two minutes before the actual showtime. I don't care about previews. I saw I the like trailers on the on the YouTube. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Well, even now, like even now, even without the paying extra, you can still show up late. It's a it's all assigned seating. Well, but well, now I it's just about. Like getting the tickets like bought like two weeks in advance so you can have that middle seat without paying yeah. extra. And Joe said there's too many movie theaters. So like and I agree when I go to mine, there's like two people in it. So that middle seat's always gonna be empty. That reminds yeah. me, I gotta buy some Atman and the and the Wasp tickets right now so I can get oh, those. Yeah, middle you better seats. get yeah, you better get on it. Oh, the other thing about the <laughs> AMC, it only applies to movies after four PM. So oh. all the matinees, you can still do like get that middle seat, buy it, oh, and it's still still the same price. I They're always just do trying. Yeah, see, me too. I, so it doesn't. It's not even going to affect me. Yeah. Um, I don't like okay. AMC theaters anyway. But I probably won't go to an AMC theater. I mm. prefer Regal now since ArcLight is gone. But yeah, I just uh, they. I get it. Movie theaters are having a tough time and they got to try to monetize a little mm -hmm. bit. And there's going to be people that want a more premium experience and will and will spend the we'll money do to do that. If it's a reasonable price, like you said, like $10 more, way too much. Five bucks, probably the max. Two dollars, great. Yeah. Just don't yeah. be like Disneyland and make it so extremely expensive to get like a premium experience that it prices out everybody. Right. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what they're true. trying not to do. They're trying to not price out everybody. So they're still allowing, you know, some flexibility there. But if we want to still have movie theaters in 10 years, that's what we, we got to do. We got to let them make a little Fine, bit more money. Gouge me. Fine. I'm OK <laughs> with it. I'm saying gouge. I'm not saying gouge. I bring my own popcorn anyway. Yeah, yeah. there you go. See, save money. So, Byron, is there a non-English <laughs> musical artist is there a spanish never gonna let that go now <laughs> that um that uh is also in the movie business for example somebody who's a singer that has like a, a recurring role on tv in oh these yeah cool. or something like that Pitbull. no not counting the ones we know joe because i was gonna say j-lo yeah, she does. Uh, no, there's a really cool artist, but uh, she only comes out in like English and non-English uh, TV shows. Um, it's Jimena Sariana, and I play her a lot. And she came out in this show called uh, House of Flowers, Casa de las Flores. And it's a great, like, funny novella type uh, Netflix show. Okay, okay. So spell her name for me. <laughs> it's X-I-M-A. No, X-I-M-E-N-A. See, I'm glad I asked. Yeah, it's with an X. X-I-M-E-N-A. Yeah. And pronounce it again, Jimena? Jimena. Jimena. Like, like he, like H-E, Jimena. Man, you have lived here your entire life in Southern California, and you are horrible. Hey, you couldn't do any better. Spanish. Yes, <laughs> yes, I actually can. Okay, next time I'll ask you. Okay, next time yeah. it's all on the onus is on you, brother. All yeah. right, all right. I'll put it on me. Put it on me. I'll show you. I'll show you that I can't speak Spanish, but I can still pronounce things correctly. 
What was the show she was in? The House of Flowers. La Casa de las Flores. De la Casa Flores. de las Flores. Yeah, and they have sp English subtitles, so I recommend That's my it. favorite new discovery, man, is English subtitles. subtitles. Interesting. In, in foreign language, in all kinds of stuff. Like, you can hit yeah. the English button. Yeah, that's what I love about Netflix and all these streaming channels that they have that option now. Before, you know, I used to uh, uh, subscribe to DirecTV and it was only some of the movies that you can do that to. But now it's everything. Yeah, so cool, man. Okay, so one more story before we get out the door for the week. Do you have one in mind there, Byron Gonzalez? Yeah, I think I want to do women found alive at funeral home after being pronounced dead at the nursing facility. How do you mess that up? This is always the scariest thing that somebody can go through. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like the most frightening thing that you can that you can experience. I would think, would you being being not dead and considered dead? But how do you like do they not check the pulse Did she did her pulse stop for a little bit like how does that happen well we'll hear all about it here listen okay a routine day at the ob davis funeral home took a stunning turn when an 82 year old woman pronounced dead was found to be alive and breathing I cannot even imagine me uh, awful i can imagine the shock for the families and friends to see the person who was actually dead and that's starting to breathe According to Suffolk County Police, the woman was at Water's Edge Rehab and Nursing Center in Port Jefferson. Police say she was pronounced dead at 11.15 a.m., transported to the funeral home at 1.30, and was discovered breathing by 2.09 and taken to a nearby hospital. My sister texted me to send me a thing. I was blown away. Yeah, no, I was. that was pretty scary. Scott Berkmeyer's mother had been a patient at that rehab center. She was discharged two weeks ago. This news hits him different. Yeah, I don't know. Who was running the show or so there was some, there's obviously a lot of incompetence there somewhere yeah, at some level. The nursing home did not return our request for comment. The funeral home, which discovered the woman alive, said in part, we are not in a position to comment further on this matter. I have a neighbor who was at that uh, rehab for probably nine months, you know, and uh, could have been anybody, could have been my relative. So it's got to be very upsetting. See, so that's exactly. how it <laughs> exactly they could not be reached for comment. That's crazy. <laughs> could not be reached. No for accountability comment. there. Well, uh, you know, all those TV lawyers are salivating. Right. Going, oh, this is a lawsuit. Yeah. Are we going to see? Our, are we going to see this on uh, Judy Justice? I mean, <laughs> we need the end of the story. Like she died an hour later. Like she's an 82 year old woman. That's obviously almost dead. And, and so she did, die. did she, we don't know. We don't have, we don't know. We haven't, we haven't followed up yet. We Is have no end. I don't, I don't know if the re I think the reporter just left town after the story and we'll never <laughs> know. No follow up news. Nothing. No, no. Never. that's okay. it. That's it. Done and done. Yeah, but it, it brings up an interesting story about um, the dead. And uh, doesn't doesn't the Spanish culture do a lot about that thing? That's the most fun, I think. There's yeah. two things I love about the Spanish culture. That is um, La Dia de los Montes and... and um, <laughs> hey, come on, hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's pronounce that correctly. Please. Dia de los Muertos. Uh -huh. Thank you. 
Thank you. And say, and it, then, say it. Say it. Dia de los Muertos. There you Thank go. You. Yay. And then the one, I think it's called Fiesta in Santa Barbara. Uh-huh. Fiesta. It's like my favorite time of the year. It's in you know August about that, Byron? No, I don't know about that one. Yo, I, tell me about it. I don't frequent oh. Santa Barbara that often. Oh, oh, you know what we're going to do? It's like the number this? one. It's like the number one thing to do as like a local tourist is you hit there. Oh. You hit Fiesta on the week, the week of Fiesta, where everybody's in their colorful clothing and their hollowed out eggs with confetti in them. Oh, and you stop. Cool. You don't, yeah, no, no, cover, no. What was the last time you went to Fiesta? In San I just watch it on TV lately. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so let me tell you about Fiesta. I, I lived in Santa Please, Barbara for yeah, a while. Yeah, because you're Santa all Barbara's about. It. Awesome. I loved Fiesta. Fiesta was the funnest weekend of the year. Every single year, That's all cool. of Santa Barbara transforms into. It, it, it's like the equivalent of the Chinese New Year festival in downtown Los Angeles. You know the one that happens for like a week. Take that, add a Spanish theme to it, and it's like a five-day weekend of just parties, and it's fantastic. They have a full parade down State Street. They have five, like up to five different stages at in different areas of the city, and they just have they have bands playing all day long, all kinds of bands, like Spanish bands. Bands from Mexico, they have local bands just, you know, singing in English, whatever. They got like Americana bands coming out. They got like mariachi bands. They got like um, Mexican cowboy music, which is fantastic. Like, I don't like country Western music, uh-huh. but man, Mexican but country Western music <laughs> is fantastic for some reason. I don't know why, but it's just like so much more soulful. Anyway. So yeah, much good food. That's cool. Literally, Santa Barbara um, gets about 100,000 to 150,000 guests in Santa Barbara for that weekend. It's always the first weekend of August. I guarantee you, if we go on Hotels.com right now, They're we will probably not find hotels. It's probably oh, all well, still yeah, but oh, yeah, old Spanish days. There it is. Yes. Is that what it's called? Because we don't know what it, I was still trying to figure out why. There's a big giant party there, but it's called Old Spanish Days, huh? It ha- yeah. It's been there for a hundred years or something. They've been partying for a hundred yeah. years, and yeah. uh, they start at the uh, Mission, Mission Santa Barbara, and they dance on the Mission, and they mm-hmm. it's a bunch of stuff. So I, if, if I if, I recommend it. If if you have not experienced Old Spanish Days Fiesta in Santa Barbara during your life, please. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Take the night. Take the ninety-mile drive west of us. Go to Santa Barbara for that weekend. You will not have a bad time. You okay. can't. You cannot have a bad. It is impossible to have a bad time during Fiesta. Literally, all the other businesses in the entire city shut down except for bars and restaurants. Like you just like everybody else is just like. Oh, and they cash holiday. in on that day too. That's well, so cool. on that day, that weekend, it's like from 10 a.m. usually, right, all the way until 2 p.m. Bars are packed, people everywhere, and everybody has a good time. Like, like I said, I've never had a bad time there. Everyone's always in a great mood. I have, no, I haven't seen like a whole lot of fights or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's just like drinking beers and having a good time. You know, and and and. 
you know, not getting drunk to the point where they're, you know, starting crap. It's great. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's great. so much fun. It's coastal living, old Spanish days, first weekend week of August. And uh, okay, Byron, so we gave you one. You give us one. Is there some sort of festival that we don't know about that we sh- should? Well, every year they do the Day of the Dead Fest, but it's gotten so huge that it's like wall to wall or person Mm -hmm. to person, kind of like Coachella, but for Day of the Dead over at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And it's nuts. It's way packed. It's too packed now that I don't don't even go. But the the musicians, the, 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 the lineup is always really, really good. And that always kind of makes me want to go even though it's always like very packed and you can, you have to like squeeze through people. Have you ever yes. been to any of the Dia de los Muertos uh, celebrations in either Guatemala or Mexico or um, any of the Latin American countries? Cause I know that they really no, do it up. never, never. I've never been out there for that. Yeah. I, I just look at and uh, read about like the Mexico city celebrations that they have they look, so, they look so crazy yeah i bet like, if you if you have a lot of fun at santa barbara just imagine in mexico like oh, probably yeah. even more so oh yeah it's gonna be great except you know? for um except for in santa barbara the beach is right there but in mexico city the beach is a uh, 250 miles away so yeah it's a little well, depending depending on what city you go to you can go to rosarito Probably no, I'm just, just I was just talking like Mexico City oh, okay. in, in, in yeah. general. Yeah, like their their specific uh, celebration, which is always really, really large. Yeah, I bet. And even more, more alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I the, the one I would actually like to go to the uh, Dio de los Muertos celebration in Meridia. Because I've I've heard that that um, Meridia is like the largest city in the Yucatan Peninsula, mm-hmm. and I heard that city is really really pretty. So oh. I would really like to go there. M E R I D A, that's that's the word you're trying to spell, Barry. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah yeah. Stop I'm looking at my like... screen. <laughs> yeah, I but I like looking at. Okay, your well it's fun. It, you know, the cultures is all cultures mixed together is fun. No matter who you are, what you do, it's always fun when there's a party. So, you know, Byron, is there a non-English? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call my show. It, it's titled Bilingual Sounds right now, but it's gonna be non-English sounds. <laughs> sounds moving forward. I love it. <laughs> is there one of those that um, talks about the dead a lot, or is throws a party all the time, something like that, some of that nature? Somebody that uh, not at the top of my head, uh, not really. Somebody you like Oingo Ozo- Boingo that comes around every Halloween. Ozo Motley probably does. Um, yeah, I think Ozo Motley. Prob- I think Cafe Tacuba. They do a lot of that. They dress up. Uh, they definitely been at the Day of the Dead festival in the past and have put on like an amazing show and have put on amazing costumes while they're performing. So Cafe Tacuba and Ozo Motley. I've seen Cafe Tacuba on New Year's Eve shows on TV. That's oh, really? About. That's cool. And maybe well, Warp Tour once. Yeah, they're that big. Um, and now 88.5 is spinning it in regular rotation. So I'm sure you heard that. Oh, yeah, so cool. tell us more, tell us more, Byron Gonzalez, about <laughs> that thing, the, that radio thing that you do. How did that get started? Tell us all about it. Um. I was very, I, I did. I was very lost as like after, out of high school. I didn't know what the heck I was gonna do, 
You were just sitting there watching movies, yeah. Like, getting job, going. What am I going to do with myself? Yeah, exactly. And I was like aimlessly taking classes at at Santa Monica College Community College, still not knowing what to do. I'm glad I went to community college because if it was a regular college, that would have been a lot of money down the drain. Um, but I spent like four years trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do. And then I finally uh, got into a broadcasting class and I'm like, oh, this, this feels right. This feels cool. This feels like I could use myself with, with like, I love talking. I like performing, but that was something where I can kind of not be seen, but be seen and, and, and play music without actually knowing how to play an instrument. So I decided to take that road. And the cool thing was that Santa Monica college had like a little radio station there. So I came up with a show and it was uh, broadcasted in the cafeteria. And I was like, I like this. Hey, so did you hang out in the cafeteria all day long then after <laughs> when it was on? <laughs> well, yeah. it was actually live. So it wasn't like afterwards you go after and you'd be like, Hey, how did you, did you like the show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey there, I was just on the radio. How you doing, guys? All yeah. the baristas are like, you did good. Play me, play me a song. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Basically. And then, you know, and then I got it and got in a car accident. I got um, hit by a car while I was on my bike and I ended up critically in critical condition at the hospital. Oh. And that kind of bet put me in bed for like four months. I couldn't do anything. And it was in bed where I was like, you know what? Sure, I figured out what I wanted to do, but what's the next step is like higher education. And I kind of went into it not caring if I wanted a job or not. Like I, I was like, I'm going to go to school. I don't care if I get a job after it. I just want a degree. I just want the knowledge. I went into school. I, I signed up for CSUN and lo and behold, they had a radio station there. So I was like, oh, that's perfect. And I started interning. I, I I just barged into the radio station, asked Michelle for a job for an internship. And he's like, sure, we can do something. And it, it was just history from there. And you've been through many versions of the radio station. I guess just three versions. That's many. Yeah. Yeah. And you've had many hats at the radio station. Still do. Still do. And, um, are bands calling you now saying, play me on the radio, things of that nature? Are you feeling the impact of the whole uh, broadcasting gig? Yeah. Uh, P bands have told me that they they go to shows like in Mexico or or out here in Los Angeles and that people come up to them afterwards like, hey, I heard you on, on Latin Alt or on 88.5. And they, they found out because of the radio station. Nice. It's so cool. Yeah, and that, I think that kind of makes up for it sometimes, but yeah, there's radio still, still works, people. Radio still works. Yeah, there's little glimpses of radio working. I remember when I started, I would say caller ten wins, and then I would watch the phones just light up. And then there was a point in my life where I go caller sixty wins, and no Nobody. phones. Wow! Yeah. And I realized people are on their phones. They're not gonna call. They're gonna. Boy, we've gone through a lot technologically. So yeah. it's interesting that you're where you're at in life and in general. And you've got this other gig, which I find fascinating. We need to do a whole other show about that other thing. <laughs> about my property managing? 
Yeah, I want to hear bad stories, good stories. I want to hear the drama. <laughs> well, luckily, there's not a lot of bad stories. That uh, that I can tell you. There's uh, no Melrose Place going on. There's nobody you find a little. Oh, oh Barry, I got. Yeah, I mean, I got the perfect person to bring on if you want those stories. No <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, there's always one. There's always one. But luckily, at this new place that I just uh, got hired at six months ago, um, there's only been one, and it hasn't been horrible. All right. Well, Byron Gonzalez, thank you very much <laughs> for being on. We'll have you on again. Hopefully yeah. you won't have any horrible s- stories and we're going to dive. Oh, hopefully deeper. you will have horrible stories. I, uh, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to, you know, put any horribleness on you. But yeah, <laughs> I just want good stories for our program. So I get that. I get that. Find some crazy people and, and give them giving them an apartment. <laughs> like, just, hey, just for our to, benefit <laughs> i need you to rent this apartment for a, a content for a podcast exactly i need you to be crazy in this apartment so i can go on this podcast and i can talk about your craziness see it works out for everybody yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right Byron. before we go tell people about your show what's going on next week how they can listen things of that nature so there's many ways to listen, which makes it great. It's just very versatile and and, and no excuses on, oh, I couldn't tune in. Uh, you can tune in on the radio if you're in Southern California at 88.5 FM on the dial, or you can tune in on the website, the SoCalSound.org slash live if you want a little shortcut. You can also tune in on our free app that's available in the App Store and Google Play or the iHeartRadio app or the TuneIn app. And my show is called Non-English Sounds every <laughs> Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Every, every, and I, and I don't just play. So I've started just um, incorporating just more general music as well. So it's not an exclusive playlist of just Latin musicians, but uh, I also put in uh, mu- music from people of color and all walks of life. See, that's why it's not Latin sounds or Spanish sounds. It's bilingual sound. Exactly. Exactly. But some people can't seem to get that. And they still say, oh, why isn't your whole playlist of just Latin musicians? No, because I'm waiting for I'm waiting for you to play some Uzbeki English fusion cross. Oh, yeah. Pronounce that one that I couldn't before. Jimena. Yeah. Jimena. Jimena Sariana. Joe, you do it. Jimena <laughs> Sariana. Ooh. I'm impressed. I've lived here my whole life. I should be able to pronounce Spanish words. Barry, you should be able to pronounce Spanish words. I should too, but I don't. <laughs> Byron, thank you so much for being on the Barry Funkhauser Show. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. <laughs>